0: Hey, this is Thor from Cybrary. If you've been enjoying the Cybrary podcast or one of our other series like 401 Access Denied or Go For It with Sarah Moffat, then make sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love to hear from you. Join the discussion by leaving us a comment or review on your platform of choice or emailing us at podcast at And you could be featured in a future episode. From all of us at Cybrary, thank you and enjoy the show. Meet our newest Cyber instructor, Owen Dubell. Interested in a cybersecurity career, but don't know what to expect? In this episode of the Cybery podcast, Owen shares what he wishes every intern knew about life in the defensive security space. Using his expertise as an information security engineer, Owen is eager to design cyber courses that give entry-level security workers a competitive edge. Learn how he balances his time as an engineer, analyst, and content creator. Plus, hear what a cybersecurity expert really thinks about the accuracy of Mr. Robot and IT guy tropes. Welcome back to the Cyberie Podcast. I'm your host today, Thomas Horlocker, and today I'm speaking with Owen Dubell, a information security engineer. How are you doing today, Owen?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Doing very well. Um, so, kind of to kick things off, um, you know, how long have you been in the cybersecurity engineer or uh, the cybersecurity space, or as working as an engineer?
1: Um, so, I've been in the space going on what is it, seven years now. Um, I've been an engineer going on three. Um, so first half of my career, I I spent as a, as a traditional analyst, um, in a SOC type role. Um, I did have the ability to kind of dabble in the engineering field in that current role, um, and just kind of play around with different tools and, and I was able to kind of spread my wings a little bit, um, and, and grow my experience from there.
0: Yeah. Um, so how did how did you get started? Um, did you always want to be an engineer, or was it something kind of you picked up as you were studying something else?
1: Yeah. So um, actually, I was um, I was in college as my first year, and um, I, I didn't know what I really wanted to, to study. Um, so I was taking all my prereqs, and I was I was interning at my where my father worked was just a um, a healthcare company, just just trying to make some extra money, and I noticed the IT guys running around and like setting up computers and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like that would be a fun job to, and that kind of set me on the tech path. I I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something in technology. Um, so that turned me on to the, the information assurance program at my university. Um, and so from there, that's kind of where I got my, my background. Um, and then my start, um, I started as a a security analyst intern um, at a large mortgage company here. So that's kind of how I got the ball rolling. I mean, I had a friend that worked there and he, you know, said, hey, I know they're looking for a role here. So he kind of, you know, laid the, the way for me a little bit.
0: Yeah, was it kind of the the hardware aspect that kind of intrigued you, or um, you know, watching those IT people kind of run around and get stuff ready, or it was, was the it...
1: it was the well, it was a little of both hardware, and software, but it was the just the day to day of of everything that they they were able to do was different, and I I liked that. I I knew that from the the intern jobs that I did do, it was in regulatory and compliance and. And it was just the same mundane over and over. And I was like, yeah, I can't, I'm falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) But when I seen them, like when I got to interact with them, whether it was they had to fix something on my computer or just watching them run around and and fighting fires, I was like, I'd rather be doing something like that.
0: Yeah, where every day is different, where, you know, there's always a new problem to solve. You're not kind of doing the same thing day after day after day kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's something I hear a lot from engineers is why they kind of like getting into it is that, you know, every day is something new. The industry is always changing. There's always a new, you know, attack or defense or something coming out that, you know, you got to be up to date on,
1: so. Absolutely.
0: um, The ever-changing always helps. Um, Do you remember any, like, early hurdles, like when you kind of started getting in? Was there any issues or was there any topics that were just harder for you to learn, whether, you know, the physical hardware side or on the coding side?
1: Um, So... I'm trying to think. So I I guess the way that I look at security industry is there's two ways that you can kind of get into it. The way that I got into it was I learned the security best practices in college up front. And then I picked up the technical stuff along the way through experience. But then there's the reverse side of that where you can be a technical person, like a, a systems engineer, network engineer. You learn the technical up front and then you pick up the actual security terminology or best practices Mm -hmm. along the way. So there's two different avenues into that. Um, So for me, it was picking up, okay, I know what I need to secure. I know, you know, roughly how to do it. Um, Then from a technical aspect, I would have to, you know, learn as I went. Um, Either, you know, working side by side with someone or just doing online trainings or whatever it may be. Um, but that's kind of the, t- the way that I see getting into the security industry, the mm-hmm. two of the main struggles is you either know one or the other and having to pick up on the other in a, a pretty quick manner.
0: Yeah. So w- when you were still in school, so like your sophomore year, is that when you kind of changed and went kind of the engineering path? and Was it like very hands on
1: or? Um... Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty hands on. They had a, a, a pretty good lab at my university, um, you know, did some basic um, development work, but it was mostly, um, mostly, uh, secure. So they had, they had some good labs where, you know, we would do malware analysis. We would, you know, set up a Kali Linux and, uh, you know, kind of go through all the, the traditional hacking steps, but it, it was very, you know, security one-on-one. So, um, Mm -hmm. I had a good idea of what to do, you know, generally, um, but truthfully, once you get into the workplace, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game usually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what you're learning versus like an actual practical application of, you know, what you, what's really going to be doing. Plus each organization has their own kind of way they like to do things.
1: Exactly. Um, That's, that's one of the biggest things I've seen. It's like, it's good to know the, the bare bones, but, um, each, each enterprise likes to use their own tools or they, you know, not very many univers or universities, not very many enterprises will use what you learn in college as far as like the open source, you know, yeah. vulnerability scanners, <laughs> or there's usually a contractual obligation for them to have to pay for, you know, the licensing or whatnot. So, yeah. um, and not to jump ahead or anything, but that's kind of w- what inspired me to come, you know, Work for Cyberary here is um, is that is being able to bring that to the table to bring um, that expertise of laying out some quick start guides on you know the actual vendors and the actual tools that are used in the industry um, to give at least entry people a, a you know a heads up of like hey you know that you're applying for this job and they use X Y Z vendor X Y Z tool. You can mm-hmm. take these courses and have a leg up on maybe the other guy that's applying.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let's, yeah, let's dig into that. Like, sure. how did you hear about Cybry, and then what kind of made you want to start kind of doing exactly what you were just talking about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, ever since I graduated college, I actually did, um, even when I started working, um, in my, my day job, I, um, I did freelance work on the side as far as I did a lot of content creation, blog posts, articles, white papers, Mm-hmm. just random, you know, whatever I could get. Um, so I've been doing that just as long as I've been working. Um, and it's just kind of helped. It, it's a good break from the day to day technical work. It's nice to be able to talk about it and not actually have to do it every day. Yeah. Um, and obviously you know, the supplemental income and everything, but, um, so I was doing that and I, I was actually writing blog posts for Cyberary, um, on their writers team. And, uh, someone, you know, internally kind of turned me on to this, you know, this role that I'm in now with that the SME architect. Um, so I said, you know, what the heck, applied for it. And um, I really liked the culture just based on working with the team, you know, on the blog team and whatnot. Um, and really, that's kind of how I, I got, you know, jumped into it. And I'm I'm a month in now and, you know, I'm loving it so far.
0: Yeah. You get to talk to me. You know, exactly. I'm, I'm sure that's a huge plus. It was probably top of your list and what you wanted oh, yeah. to do. Um, <laughs> uh, so what, uh, so what are you looking to like those trainings that you're looking to create? Are there any specific ones or, you know, what are you working on now?
1: Sure. Yeah. We're still ironing out the details right now. We're going through like a full course and lab review um, to kind of baseline what needs to be updated, what needs to be removed, what needs to be kept. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm focusing strictly on the defensive quadrant. Defensive infrastructure quadrant, um, and what I what my main goal, what I'd like to do, um, is be able to bring those quick start guides. I'm thinking like in the twenty to thirty minute range, like yeah. a, something that's digestible you can do on your lunch break, um, and it's a quick win, but it's something applicable, like of mm-hmm. like I said earlier, a vendor specific. If you know, if for example, if if you know you're going into a job that uses CrowdStrike. And you, didn't, you need to know how to build prevention policies or, you know, set up machine learning exclusions, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice. This is me speaking from experience. If I had a quick way, oh, I could go to a video series and it'll walk me through exactly the steps I need to do to ensure I do it right, you know, in a yep. production environment. Um, so that's kind of where my heads get, you know, going with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's there's some hurdles we have to work through around um around licensing and whatnot to be able to, to provide those walkthroughs. But um, that's, that's the path that I would like to head down.
0: Yeah, and that's great because, I mean, l- like we said, I mean, every enterprise uses something different and, you know, you could be on the lookout for a new job and you found one that is right up your alley, exactly what you want to do, a company that you really like, but they use a tool you've never used before. Uh oh, what do I do now? You know, I want to make sure I'm ready for the interview or any technical questions or something, being able to have like a a quick guide or something you can jump into and follow along Mm -hmm. and at least understand the tool a little bit.
1: Um, Absolutely. Giant help. And and even for working professionals that are already in a job and, Mm -hmm. you know, their boss comes down and says, hey, we bought this vulnerability scanner. You've never used it before, but you have, you know, three weeks to get it up and running. yeah well, you know it'd be nice to be able to go to cyberry type in the name, oh look, there's ten labs on it. at mm-hmm. least it gets me you know pointed in the right direction,
0: yeah, you at least have something to sink your teeth into and you know mess things up and break things a little bit and you know figure out how the tool works or you know instead of just going in blind and i'll you know I'll figure it out as best I can, kind of thing <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> that's the goal.
0: Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a great uh, thing. I mean, definitely, um, will be a huge, uh, help to a lot of people on the site. And I know a lot of people kind of look for that stuff. Um, kind of moving back a little bit, what is your current role? What do you currently do?
1: Um, you're saying for like my, my day job, Yeah, your actual do. job.
0: Yeah. yeah. Day job. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, information security engineer, um, primary responsibilities is around infrastructure security. Um, so again, uh, defending the enterprise, um, The company I work for is in the the financial um, industry. So a lot of, you know, PII data, you know, sensitive information Mm -hmm. handling. Um, So essentially just protecting all of our, you know, customer and client data. Um, uh, A lot of that, you know, day-to-day work. I mean, I I manage our our EDR solution. So endpoint detection and response, um, our SIM solution, um, our DLP, you know, so, uh, our vulnerability scanning solution. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, especially since I, I do kind of act as like a, a dual role too. So I split my time between engineer and analyst. Um, so okay. I not only set up and manage and update, make sure all the tools are configured properly and running, but then proactively, or I mean, reactively as well, I'm, um, doing those traditional analyst duties, responding to detections, doing investigations, Um, you know, internally, you know, reviewing and doing access approvals, things like that. So um, I've got quite a bit on my plate there, but it's good because I I do have the flexibility to be able to um, dabble and play in new technologies and, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep my my palate fresh.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Like being able to kind of have those dual roles. Is that kind of what a, a typical day is like Too just kind of going back and forth between the two? kind of different aspects of your position?
1: Oh, absolutely. I usually start my morning off by clearing out the cues, you know, going through and, okay, check this tool, make sure all the, you know, detections are, you know, at least cleared out or, um, at least acknowledged that I have understanding of what's going on. If not, you have to do a quick investigation to ensure it's a, you know, false positive or whatnot. Um, and then usually I'll, I'll kind of bounce back and forth. I'll jump into whatever my task is for the day, whether it's, conducting a POC or if I have meetings or, you know, whatever the case may be, there's always something going on. Um, yeah. Especially if there's, you know, a new vulnerability that comes out, I want to make sure that, you know, we're covered. So I may check the vulnerability scanner results to make sure that, you know, we're covered. And if, if we, you know, have assets that are affected, I have to effectively coordinate that with our systems team to get those updated and patched. So it's always that. And that's really what turned me on to the whole industry, you know, to start with is that every week there's something different and there's something new and it just keeps you. Keeps you living. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean that—that's uh, you know just what we were talking about, kind yeah. of at the top of the show. Is you know way back when when you're in college, seeing those IT people running around, and now you know you're one of those people. Every day, something different. Every week, something new's coming up. Um, keeps you on your toes and keeps everything fresh instead oh, yeah. of just kind of stagnant, uh, which is nice. <laughs> um, so, what do you like most about like your role? Like, what do you like? What gets you really excited? What do you enjoy most? Um, kind of on your day to day activities.
1: Um, let's see, what do I enjoy most? I do enjoy learning new things. Um, so it's fun to be able to kind of go through all my, you know, my threat feeds and my, you know, wherever I get my Intel from and just kind of learn new things as they happen. Um, but it is, it is fun too, to see, um, internally, um, the efforts that I put in come to fruition and really, whether it be, you know, a new um, a new prevention policy I put in actually stops you know a, a file from executing and you get that alert and you're like yes I did it right or you know you create a new um, a new detection rule within the sim and it triggers and you're like oh, okay you know it, you kind of get those small little wins along the way mm-hmm. that that help you kind of keep pushing along knowing that every little bit really helps you know protect your organization. Um, so definitely in those small wins um, and just being able and also to because um, our team does put out like uh, newsletters and, and internal you know messages to the company about cybersecurity and this and that. And to see the culture blossom with, with cybersecurity at the company, too, mm-hmm. um, is motivating as well when you see other people like you know, don't let others piggyback into the building or if they, you know what I'm saying, like they report something that looks malicious or fishy, um, yeah. you know, those little wins kind of attribute to, to the day-to-day.
0: Yeah. When you start seeing it outside of, you know, the security team or the engineering org, you see typical everyday kind of employees, um, like picking those things up. Yeah, it's definitely... I can see, could, you know, see being like really nice to see and hear and kind of makes you feel like you are making an impact. Um, usually, you know, security engineers and people like yourself are kind of always in the background. You don't, you know, they're just there. Most employees don't know what they do or who they are or anything. So yeah, those kind of little wins, definitely. I can see just kind of really feel good.
1: Oh yeah. They feel me every day for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any particular, um, like, is your role particular for a good type of person, like real analytical or is, you know, do you see kind of a, a, a gamut of just kind of a different, a little bit of everybody?
1: Um, yeah, no, um, analytical is definitely important. Um, but there is definitely a big social aspect to it. You know, you mm-hmm. still have to be able to communicate, um, you know, whether it be internally with, with team members or with leadership, um, you know you know, we, we have a set budget, but that budget's not guaranteed. You still have to, you know what I'm saying? You still have to show and prove what you're, what you're purchasing and how, the, yeah. how it benefits the company and the return on investment. So, um, it's definitely a good combination of, uh, of, you know, the social aspect of it, as well as the analytics, um, and a little bit of, of self-leadership as well. You know, you got to hold yourself accountable, um, mm-hmm. ensure that you're, you're doing your daily checks, you know, um, and communicating with, you know, team members as needed. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a good, at least in my opinion, it's a good all around experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm always interested in kind of the, the non-technical skills for like a very technical role. Um, it's those things that you don't often hear that much about, you know, you just assume that, Oh, it's a bunch of really technical brainy people Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're not good at communicating and stuff like that, but it's also, you know, you have to explain, to non-technical people, I assume all of the time, well, this is why I need this. And this is what it's going to do. And this is how it'll affect the business. And this is what we're preventing. And you know, all of those things.
1: And I think that that's why I've actually, the content creation, the freelancing part of my life has been so, I don't know, successful or relieving is because Mm -hmm. I have developed those skills to be able to break it down for, you know, everyday Joe Schmo or even at the sea level, they, they interpret information differently. Yeah. And I've found that I've got a pretty good knack at being able to, you know, create that scenario per whoever's, you know, receiving that information. So, um, it definitely play, it will definitely play a huge role into my experience here with cyber area as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I actually, um, pulled some questions from our community here at Cyberry, um, people that will eventually be taking some of your courses just to kind of see like what questions they might have, uh, for somebody like yourself. Um, so the first one I got was, um, how do you stay and grow in your role as like an infosec engineer?
1: Okay. Um, I'm always curious. Um, I, that, I mean, that comes more naturally, but I'm always just looking to, to find the next greatest and best thing, um, try mm-hmm. not to stay comfortable um, with any one solution. I mean, it's good to have your go-to solutions, but things advance so quickly in the industry. You always kind of have to continuously branch out. Um, but as far as like my knowledge goes, um, uh, certifications are huge. Um, or even if you're not chasing a certification, just like that advanced learning of of skill sets. Um, mm-hmm that apply to that role. So um, I have, it, for me particularly, I found that the um, the vendor-specific certifications have done well for me. Um, both employers like them, uh, but then they're also very hands-on and you can apply them day one, you know, once mm-hmm. you have those, you know, tool-specific certifications.
0: Yeah, it seems, I mean, the, something that we've t- touched on before is just that not being complacent. You always the industry is changing today by the end of this conversation, something else new will have popped up. Like you always got to be at the forefront and searching for the next
1: thing. Exactly. Yep.
0: Okay, cool. The, the other one are, or, you know, what are the top things um, somebody should know for this role? Like you mentioned certifications. Is there any particular certifications that are better or is there any particular skills or, or things that would be best suited for someone like yourself?
1: Um, let's see here. I mean, a lot of the, you know what I'm saying, a lot of the hands on um, certifications, as far as I mean, at least knowing the, the ecosystem of the tool sets that any given enterprise would use. So a SIM solution is a big one, an mm-hmm. EDR solution is another one, a DLP, vulnerability scanner, um, you know, that, at least on the defensive quadrant, um, those four are big ones. I mean, you could throw CASB in there if you wanted to, but just, even if just understanding those those solutions in general and how they generally operate is a good start. Um, and then maybe just picking out, you know, one of the, the top ones in that industry and going after it. Um, so example, like a for a SIM, you got Sumologic Sumo Logic or Splunk. Um, they both offer uh, very intuitive courses that offer certifications, official, you know, printout that you can hang on your your wall or whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. but they are recognized in the industry by both employers and, and, you know, and, um, actual certifying authorities as well. So you can get CPEs for them. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I really, I, when I have the opportunity to go after those, I do, um, I have a handful both on the SIM and the EDR side. Um, yeah, that, I mean, the, I really found that's been the biggest bang for my buck is, is getting both functionality and certification. Now I do have your, some of your traditional, you know, SANS certifications as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, uh, for example, the GSEC um, by GAC, GSEC there, Um, it's, it's a basically a security fundamentals certification. It does a great job of covering, you know, the day in the life of a defensive security person and kind okay. of what you would expect to go through at a bare minimum. Um, but it uses, you know, open source free, you know, um, solutions that anybody can use, which is great, especially um, for somebody maybe that's working that, ha- that has a low budget or no budget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a good starting point and it teaches you the fundamentals. And then taking that next step would be the vendor specific stuff. Yeah. Yeah
0: okay great yeah th- thank you um yeah I think that's a great answer just especially calling out um you know sometimes the the cost can be a huge barrier to entry for people so some of those ones that already have you know using those open source tools and stuff that just really helps people kind of get hands-on without you know a huge expense
1: yep. for them and and um, I mean obviously the big ones the sysbe and every you know everyone kind of totes that uh, which <laughs> you know definitely tote it um but I think the 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 gsec is a, at least a good. Um, stepping stone to it for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's great. Great advice. Um, so now I just have some questions for myself uh, just to kind of make a, uh, make this a little more fun for me since I'm not a, a huge technical person. Um, so I always find uh, I've had a couple technical jobs um, that I am now like the de facto IT person for my friends and mm. family. Is that you as
1: well? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I've got Grandpa usually texts me every week with something. Oh my, my iPad photos won't sync, or my my Fitbit, it's not connecting. It's always something. Um, yeah. that that's how I'm usually perceived as the is the IT tech guy. Yeah, for sure. You're like
0: the the, the low key. Just oh, you you should know everything because you oh, work yeah. in technology, so like you'll know how to fix my Fitbit or my Apple this or my Android that. It's like okay, yeah, I can <laughs> or, Google. Or it's
1: always. <laughs> Hey, you got your phone on you. Look this up. Look, look this up. It's like, oh my God. (laughs) Everyone in this room has a phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's always, yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, I know my dad doesn't listen to this, but he calls me probably once or twice a week to print something from their printer at home. And I'm like, you just got to click the print button. He's like, it's not working. I'm like, okay. So, you know, yeah. Connect and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Has any movie or TV show accurately shown what you do at work?
1: Um, so the closest one would be Mr. Robot, the, um, okay. the television series it came out a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, it's pretty good actually as a show in general. Um, and they do the best job I've seen so far of depicting actual attack scenarios. Um, and they do show some on screen, um, uh, like code and the tools that they're using. It, it's accurate. They're, legitimate tools and Mm -hmm. the processes that they go through. Um, and the scenarios that they play out are actual scenarios that could happen. Um, so it made it definitely more believable. Um, it's not just, you know, green matrix on the screen, people tapping on keyboard, like, Oh, we're hacking away type deal. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely appreciated that um, throughout that series for sure. It's
0: not just somebody going enhance.
1: Oh, yeah. Enhance.
0: <laughs> somehow it's doing everything. <laughs> um how do you explain your role to non-technical people?
1: Uh this is a this is definitely a, a tricky one. Um Yeah, I'm
0: sure any, you know, dinner party or whatever you're out with people, what do you do? Uh I, you know.
1: Yeah, it's 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 actually harder than, than I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> but I, I, usually stick with, um, I'm in cybersecurity. Um, and, and then if they, you know, if they continue to, to ask more questions, I, um, I kind of break it down as like, um, I secure, you know, uh, my company's infrastructure and I protect our sensitive data from hackers. That's, that's like the, the kind of the one liner that I give. Yeah. Um, and if they want more, and that usually requires, OK, well, let's step over here. Let's grab a drink because I have to explain yeah. <laughs> what a network is, what, <laughs> you know, like kind of go down the, the rabbit hole of um, it, it, it can be hard, especially if you're used to speaking in, in industry terminologies or acronyms. Oh, yeah. And you just start ripping them off and they're like deer in the headlights. Like, what,
0: yeah, I have no I idea don't, what you're talking what, about. What is you know? a DLP? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. What's endpoint? What's, right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, all
0: those all those things
1: That that is sometimes a barrier. But usually I can get away with just throwing out the one liner. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I worked at a, a company once upon a time that thought everyone's job needed to be real secretive and you shouldn't talk about what you want. And they're like, if anybody asks you what you do, just tell them you're in insurance cuz nobody ever asks a follow-up question to, you you <laughs> "Oh, say you're okay,
1: insurance. we know what insurance." <laughs>
0: oh, okay, yeah. Insurance, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, and uh, my last question, how intense is your home network setup? Like I'm assuming you're not just using whatever modem, you know, Verizon sent you. No.
1: Um I'm nope. sure you, you know. Yep, so I've currently um I've got a um a mesh network set up. I'm not going to give the brand out, but yep. um I've got a I'll mesh
0: offline. Yep.
1: <laughs> 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 mesh network set up um and I do have um some detection and response tools running on my network and that sends alerts to my phone to my email. Yeah. Um there's not much going on, and hopefully it stays this way after this podcast. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it just gives me peace of mind, at least. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, I'm running the, your your antivirus and everything on on all my machines and and whatnot. Yeah. But um, yeah, on top of that, that's that's pretty much the you know high level of what I got yeah. going on. Yeah,
0: it seems pretty accurate. I mean, I have something uh, very similar. I have a mesh network as well, so i um, interested once we stop recording, I'll ask you some more in-depth questions on that.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, Owen, thank you for for stopping by and talking with me. Um, I, I know you said that you've uh, started doing more um, kind of social interaction stuff. Is there any social media or anything you'd want to share? Any place people can contact you if they have questions or anything uh, like that?
1: Sure. Yep. Um, I can share my LinkedIn. Um, yeah. So it's uh, if you just my profile name would be Owen Dubell 66. So if you just look that up, it'll pull my profile right up. And um, yeah, you can hit me up. Feel free to message me. Um, be happy to talk.
0: Cool. Awesome. Um, I will include that in the link below on the YouTube version um, for everybody listening. Uh, we'll also put in the, the podcast notes so uh, you can connect with Owen there. But uh, thanks again, Owen, for stopping by. really appreciate the conversation and uh, happy to have you on board at Cybrary.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Thanks. Bye, everybody.
1: Cybrary. The premier cybersecurity skill development platform is empowering individuals and teams to secure the future of technology. See why 3 million people have already signed up when you visit www.cyberary.it.